Hello and welcome back to Even More News, the first and only news podcast. My name is Katie Stoll. No arguments with that. Hi, I'm Cody Johnston. That's Hello, the name. Cody Johnston. Welcome to 2022. Yeah, baby. Thank you so much. Smoking. Smoking. Okay. Somebody podcast. Bought me. That's a reference to a video mm. you guys have not seen yet, but you will understand next week. Yeah, Joining you love us- pre-references. Yes. Joining us this week is actor, director, and comedian, and musician, Noelle Wells, and writer, producer, former speechwriter, am I getting that correct? Flint Banus. No, I like it. No, <laughs> weren't, or you've, you've used to do some political writing stuff. I, I, I work Let me educate in- you on your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, that was a dream job. My name's John Favreau. Um, yeah, okay. But, no, I... Um, uh, I worked on the Hill. I, I, I was once oh, okay. a doctoral candidate in political science. And while I was there, I worked uh, for the Democrats uh, on the House Ways and Means Committee. So he's qualified to be here more so mm-hmm. than any of us. Um, he's qualified welcome, to, guys. Qual- oh, excuse me, uh, qualified to write speeches if you wanted to. Flynn. Yeah, I got, you are. Well, thank you. I, I did get um, disillusioned and left pretty quickly and dropped out of graduate school. So. Qualifications pending. Okay. <laughs> well, it sounds like you're very qualified to be on this then. <laughs> so, so um, you guys are new here, and generally we start by acknowledging the holiday, whatever holiday it is. It's always a holiday. But today, we are acknowledging that this is January 6th. Happy 9-11-2. The Redux. Yeah, the, the, the anniversary of the Capitol storming. And so before we get into the rest of the episode, we're going to we're going to talk about that like everyone else Ooh. is today. It's wild to think back. Uh, well, OK, I'll just start. What was your guys' experiences of that day? You know, I, I myself am finding my I, I keep being like, this is where it was happening. And I remember like the visceral feelings that I had and what came up for me. And, and I'm curious if you guys are experiencing that. Well, I woke up to a text message from Flint with from with literally with a screenshot of our conversation. <laughs> of what? Oh, yeah. So oh, from last year, last year. So he had so Flint has to just tell me what's happening in the news all the time because I'm very sensitive and just can't look at it. And yeah, so it, he's like the buffer. He like he synthesizes it. He gives it to me. So he has to tell me that the Capitol riot is happening. Um <laughs> Let me read exactly. I should have just had it already pulled up. But it was, he said, we were waiting to do a meeting. And he goes, by the way, the cap, just by the way, by the way, the Capitol is under assault from Trump supporters. My response was very casually, in what sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like. It's a good follow up. And then, yeah. then I followed really up with a ne- clarification. Then I followed up with another text, which was like, they just are there. <laughs> and his response is no they've literally broached the capital and house members are sheltered in their offices then i casually respond with guns and and then i respond they are literally terrorists and then his response yeah. was oh now they're attacking the police I haven't seen guns but i'm sure they have them and then Hold my up. and then my response to that is just Sad, nothing surprises me. Yeah. So nothing that's where surprises. I was emotionally. Yeah. I I do remember very naively for 24 hours 
saying this will change everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, just anyone who was like, so what are the implications of this? And I was like, you know what? There, there is a bridge too far and this is it. Mm. Yeah. And it, it turns out there was. <laughs> to there be was wrong. Yeah, I, feel about I that know. Yeah. I remember thinking something like if anything, if anything, would show us that this is so, that if if anything was too far, this will be it, and it wasn't. Of course not. I I was getting the final part of my uh, root canal, and the woman, the dentist, had the TV on, so I was having all this work happening and watching it above me, and um, it was horrifying. We were supposed to record worst year ever that day and did not because it was too much. Anyway, um, yeah, nothing changes. It, but the, the root canal, canal must go on. <laughs> the root canal has come on. Honestly, guys, she also replaced a filling that day and it popped out. So not good work. We were like that distracted. day? <laughs> no, no. Recently, like it's been mm. less. Uh, For the anniversary. Less than a year. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did you guys see Biden's speech this morning? Flint, you're the Who? one most likely People to. watch Biden. Sorry. <laughs> no, I started to and I turned it off and okay. I've read I'm, transcripts. I'm, I am probably one of probably the only Biden stan on this. Uh, <laughs> it's why podcast. we wanted you so, here. Representation. I, I, he represents I, the geriatric. Uh, and uh-huh. one, one way that I found myself continuing like to be the ultimate Biden stan, I found one thing I can do is never listen to a Biden speech. Sure, Ever. that's good advice. I Biden is there is a version of Biden in my head. I don't really know what the reality is anymore, but in my head, he is so wonderful, and um, he is doing such an incredible job. And I I will cool. check in, you know, via other <laughs> via <laughs> yeah. other people's tweets or via the news of the day. But do we? No one really wants to see a Biden speech, like even those no. of us who love him. I don't believe that we do. Uh, I find it painful. I feel yeah when I feel like he it's like he's doing an impression of like a I don't know like a president yeah, he's play who's, who's also yeah. like like wanted to be Clint Eastwood at some point in his life that's that's I how mean, I feel every time I watch him talk he can't like he can't go out there and do like his network moment and be like it's over like it, it didn't work out here. There's going to be a coup in your lifetimes. We're not going to solve any of the problems. <laughs> you don't want him to. <laughs> I'm trying really hard, but I just can't fucking do it. So like that's He's not going to come out and level with us like that's that. That's what he wants to say, but he can't. So. So, well, here's the quote that I want to um, bring forward right now. Those who stormed this capital and those who instigated and incited and those who called on them to do so held a dagger at the throat of America and American democracy. They came here in rage, not in the service of America, but rather in the service of one man. And I think that part of my frustration um, and what I'm, I'm been thinking about a lot over the past year, but especially this week, is how consequences only go to the people that found themselves there and listening to interviews with people. I, I don't believe that people are innocent completely, but they, you know, they, they are not the, the ones that incited this. A lot of people that face charges and have lost their jobs and their livelihoods and their families, uh, their, their communities were there and kind of went along with it. And I'm not defending them, but I'm also saying that they're not the people that are the problem. And that's literally the only consequence that we probably will see from that day. And so when I see Biden up there being angry and like everyone's cheering and angry Biden, angry Biden on mm. Twitter, I'm like, sure. I, I mean, I, I hear your point, Flint. 
I also feel very frustrated at the continual lack of accountability. And I don't know that he's the one to do it. I understand the situation. Oh, he's not. <laughs> but it it is frustrating and it is hard to watch. I agree with your premise. No, I agree <laughs> with your premise completely. What? <laughs> I know. Like we, we're, in- we're always fighting on text and now we, we I get know. here and you're saying something I'm nodding my head at. Um, the, I, on the one hand, you're 100% right. The only people facing consequences for that day are the people who were told to do something by the people in power and did it. And the people in power not only face zero consequences, are more popular, are more likely to control the House in 2022, mm-hmm. are more likely to pull off a coup. And I, mean, I, I was actually thinking about um, the Elizabeth Holmes verdict. It, it, which seems like a strange connection, except they're both grifters, I guess, Trump and, and Elizabeth Holmes. But she was convicted on she was found not guilty on every count of defrauding mm-hmm. patients and found guilty of defrauding the DeVos family. Yes, <laughs> yes. Of that nature. Exactly. I and mean, it's just that is the world we live in is is the the uh, we care about the powerful. We protect the powerful. And. She was even found not guilty of intention to defraud customers. You're like, what? (laughs) I believe I maybe I'm making that up. But yeah, you're right. It's it's incredibly frustrating. And it's also frustrating to see the different. I mean, the fact that so many people do still believe that the election was stolen. So many people on the right immediately latched on to different storylines as to what actually happened. And to your point earlier, no, this isn't the point, the moment in time where things have gone too far. It's just a continual con- fracturing of reality. The The flip side of it is there is almost no way to hold the people responsible accountable. Like that is kind of on the voters who will, mm-hmm. who will not do it for reasons we could talk about that you guys know well. But there's almost no, there's not a really... If you if you attacked it legally, you know, people who are always yelling about like Merrick Garland should do this or, you know, I, we like look at Trump's call to the you know Georgia secretary of state like that seems like it's clearly illegal and it probably is illegal. What are you going to do? You're yeah. going to arrest Trump and put him on trial. <laughs> there is there is no mechanism for holding the powerful accountable that is reasonable in a divided society. Yeah, especially when those people specifically have like no shame um, mm-hmm. and have been sort of building up this uh, bad will, I guess, uh, for many, many years where like it just sort of slides off them and their cult continues. And we take we hold the cultists accountable, but not the people running the cult. Like, oh, yeah, keep the cult going for sure. We'll arrest some of these guys, but you continue your little your little play. I wonder why. I mean, is it, it's just it's just because it's hard harder it's easier to go after little people that got confused and caught up in a web of lies and it's much harder to you know i, yeah. I don't get it i guess, I, I guess I, it's is, part is of it cow- cowardice um, or is it really that the laws are so what 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 are the what are the avenues to hold them accountable and why haven't right. we gone down them or do they not exist well like one one problem with it too is like with like with this specific incident like there are all these sort of claims like 
Like with the PowerPoint situation, there's that PowerPoint where they talk about like, here's what we're going to say about the election. It wasn't presented like we know it's bullshit and we know we're lying, but here are the lies we're going to tell. It was presented as though they really believe this stuff. Um, so there's just it's harder in some ways to like legally be like, look, they lied. They lied. They they knew it was fake. And like these were they were selling their lies. Right. Um, as opposed to like, well, they believed that they were uh, and- d- defending democracy. Yeah, but didn't isn't that the same argument for everybody who stormed the Capitol? They also believe that they were defending democracy and so yet they're I being a lot of people who stormed the Capitol get misdemeanor charges for mm-hmm. trespassing or and like assault know, and, and, XYZ, and various but like they're also their like names dragged through. Like there's been this like you know, we're all outing the people that internet sleuths finding and doxing people and so then it's it's bigger than just even you know, trespassing charges. Thank, thank you guys but, for explaining yeah. the news to me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi! When you go on holiday, there is no finer achievement than doing absolutely nothing. Nothing on the beach, nothing by the pool, walking kind of nowhere and chatting about nothing. As an Expedia member, you can save up to 30% when you add a hotel to your flight. So you can have a bit more money to go out there with great ambition to do absolutely nothing. Expedia. Made to travel. Hi, do you want to be just like your favorite hero Batman? Hanging out with the Hulk and Superman and the Spirit and Spawn and Sailor Moon and Aaron Brockovich? Well, you need Cape Crusader technology like ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN lets you change your online location so you can control where you want websites like Netflix to think you're located. Just like how you never know where Batman is watching television. Wombo loves using ExpressVPN's fast internet speeds and data encryption and server locations to watch superhero shows from all over the world like Batman and the Da Vinci Code. And if you want to be like Wombo, you can go to expressvpn.com slash some news to get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Again, that's expressvpn.com slash some news to be just like Iron Man and Batman and Wombo. Yay! Hey there. Hi. Hello. Welcome back to the ads. Also, if you were just snapped for five years, I guess, welcome back to Earth as well. You must be thirsty. And you know what's great for thirst? Water. Water's great. It's just the bee's knees water is. Perhaps we should guarantee it to every living thing on earth. And if you want water that's even more water than regular water, you should check out Liquid IV, a product that hydrates faster and more efficiently than water alone. All you have to do is put one stick of Liquid IV in 16 ounces of water to enjoy a water more water than ever before. It also comes in delicious flavors like watermelon, lemon lime, strawberry, pina colada, and more. Oh, And hey, you know what's neat? For every Liquid IV stick you buy, they donate a serving to someone in need across the globe, such as in disaster zones, hospitals, impoverished communities, and emergency living quarters. I'm guessing a lot of Sokovia. Or I guess really anywhere these days. Anywho, you can grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code MORENEWS at checkout. That is correct. You heard me correctly. 25% off anything you order when you use promo code MORENEWS at liquidiv.com. Drink water like never before at liquidiv.com promo code MORENEWS. You love water! 
Those are all good questions. These is all like I don't I don't I'm sure people listening probably have similar questions. I mean, I just I'm just so definitely I'm just so sad at this point, like that just I mean, that we are so divided. And I'm I'm always, you know, Flynn has I think we've gotten to this point where we're not. I think you were talking about this, Cody. We're not engaging with people who are operating on the same value system of reality. They're they're actually like mutated, like their morality is mutated the you, you they're engaged at on a different power level like it's it's kind of slippery almost uh you know mm-hmm. it's like swampy so yeah. they'll do yeah, it at any swampy. cost right you know at any cost they'll do it it's we're no longer operating with people that are operating with the same with the same intentions of wanting to be in power to make our country better they want to be in power just to have power because they're bad people who just want power for the sake of power and money I mean, right i i always think about this story just to push back slightly noelle um I uh, oh whoa <laughs> okay let's wow. get interesting no i certainly at the leadership level i wholeheartedly agree with you the value system yeah, i'm talking is about so leaders okay then then i can withdraw the point <laughs> no but, but what was your point I, but you can, but, but you can just, push back on me. I love being pushed back on. <laughs> not my experience. Um, <laughs> the the uh, I so when my when Trump was president, uh, do we? I don't know how. You, there feels like there should be a word after you say that to make the first part yeah. of the sentence like we cross out the, like Jews uh, in Hebrew school. We cross out the name Hitler if we say it. Feel like it, there needs to be something. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> yeah. Uh, or if we write it, like we can't cross out. Jews do not have the power. Power to cross out cross words that you speak. Yeah. I went to years of Hebrew school and never had to had occasion to write Hitler on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> we just didn't, uh, we, fair, we were instructed not to write Hitler very much when we were in Hebrew I, school. I am, not, I am rethinking my Hebrew school education. This <laughs> is <laughs> a very valid point. So I. It was I, maybe 2017, my uh, grandmother, uh, it was like her 92nd or 93rd birthday, and I went to Chicago to visit her, and all I'd heard about was this incredible, wonderful woman who had been taking care of my grandmother who had, like, light Alzheimer's, I don't know if that's a term, um, and, and was all <laughs> alone in the world, and this woman was just a miracle worker. She was, like, the kindest, most wonderful person who made like the end of my grandmother's life wonderful. And she was so kind. And I remember having dinner with her and I don't know how it came up. I can't quite remember, but at some point she, she just was like, so how about that Trump? And I was like, (laughs) so taken aback. Uh And she was like, I mean, I know people, a lot of people don't like him, but you know, immigrants are just killing so many people and thank God he's stopping Mm. them from getting across the border. And I, I started pulling things up on my phone and and trying to talk to her rationally about how that's just not true. And I it was such an interesting moment for me, just this realizing how much propaganda she had bought and how in her personal life she was such a deeply kind mm-hmm. and giving and compassionate person. Yeah, and- this is why but this is why I would never uh attack people who I really don't think it's, how do I say this? Like, I I agree with you. Like I've had conversations like one-on-one with my, my friend's parents who are like, 
uh, what, are, what was the Hillary chant? It's like they're just always talking about her emails. Lock her up. You know? Lock, her, Lock up. her up. You know, she, you know, they buy, they just watch Fox News all day. It's not their fault, but it is the people's fault who are on Fox News and the news and they have a directive to just lie. And, you know, it's like, literally yeah, they know they're their, doing it. Yeah. It's literally their business model to just complete, completely spin. It's just morphed into this thing. And so, I would never in a million years think, you know, it's just like falling for conspiracy theories. I find it su- such a waste of time to be mad at people who who don't know what the truth is because that's the whole point of leadership is to help people process reality because reality is complex and if you don't have the proper leaders in place or leaders that, that people connect with, they're going to just sort of find people that, that they do connect with. And yeah, Trump to her like played on some fears or whatever whatever model of reality that seemed real to her he felt like a savior type right but it's the leadership that's perverted because if trump yeah. was a not a bad person then we just have had trump you know we just have trump as president and you get what i'm saying and but the world would suck. well then yeah. he wouldn't have been the, the president probably <laughs> <laughs> that might be true but what if he was saying all of these things and he really believed it but de- de- even though he was wrong but deep down inside he he thought he was being a good leader he thought that he was going to represent the american people you know and he just so happened to be in and over his head or it would just be it would just be totally different Versus a man who is just truly a con artist who has spent his whole life just taking advantage of people and does anything to stay in power and keep power. And then not only that, he's being supported by a whole ilk of people who do that. Mm -hmm. That's different. I don't understand that. There's some perversion there. It's like people willfully doing this. But on the other hand. Okay. And this is going to. Sorry, I hope. If I'm Sorry, saying anything too inflammatory, guys, like no, 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 no. <laughs> like I just this I care. I personally care for everyone. You know, vote, vote for me. I I, uh, I want to hear what Flint has to say, but I I I agree with you, and I want to. I'll circle back to that. Go ahead, Flint. But just to insert a little friction, since we're all getting along too well. Or, <laughs> the, the so it also works the other way. So like, did that? Did my grandmother's caretaker get that from Trump and start repeating it? Or was Trump's genius understanding what the base wanted and what was being said among the base and repeating it? And if you look at vaccines, it's it's a perfect example. Yeah, you're right. Right. I mean, he sees an opportunity. He he saw what people, what certain, some people thought and fanned those flames. And uh, that's what demagogues do. Pull back and say that, I mean, I agree, leaders and all this, but there's this whole system in place to... Uh, manipulate people, the media, politicians, all of it. And it's true that I don't understand the everyday fears and hurdles and obstacles of someone living in a completely different part of the country. And they won't necessarily think that what I think is best is what they think is best. And it's very easy for them to be manipulated in that environment without exposure to other things. But it is both. It is them saying, like, what can we exploit? And then making it an issue. For example, I mean, you could just go back and look at abortion. That wasn't a right wing talking point until it some people were upset and they say this tracks and that becomes a party platform. But yeah, like I would, you say know, growing it, up, I'm from Texas and 
you know, what it is now, it was nothing like that when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And I lived all over Texas and met all sorts of people. And even, you know, this idea of, I think we're just now, it's now the country's like, they're just people that are outwardly racist now, right? Like it's, and while that maybe have been an undercurrent, like when I was growing up, people weren't like that in Texas outwardly and not even... I would even argue like perception, like not even like there weren't even that many undercurrents. And now I like I hear things I've never heard before coming out of people's mouths. And you're just like, where did that come from? Was it always there or is it just like it was? But perhaps us we're all I'm highly aware that we're all white people here. And I have this conversation with myself, too. Has this like I'm only part though, just. (laughs) <laughs> I like yeah, to point yeah. out I just look at But that's okay oh, that's, Yeah <laughs> But you know like Like perhaps my awareness Was such that I didn't Notice things in the same way That I do now But I do think But I do agree with your point Like like people are Are so dug in Into their uh, Camps That it's almost like Standing your ground I get to say this Or like leaning into it Even more And so Well I just want to say Like for, for me From my point of view Like Texas was very diverse from like the towns and the schools I went to very diverse mm-hmm. and you would never say the th- I mean like right right you wouldn't say the things that you know even Trump says out you it just it mm-hmm. was just totally unacceptable and not only that those were people in your community right and not everybody yeah. thought like that there were obviously rich people that I'm, I never encountered and maybe because I was at, at a different socioeconomic class like it was a little mm-hmm. bit all like we're all in this together but I can only imagine then like how the unrest trickles down even to that level where it's like, no, we are in the same camp, but suddenly you're going to be the enemy because you're a different mm-hmm. skin color or you're taking my piece of the pie. And that's and that's how far down it goes. And those economic disparities like becoming these flashpoints of like blaming people. Now I just sound like a like a person that is talking in a college class that doesn't know what they're talking about. So I'll just <laughs> no, you <laughs> don't. <laughs> this is purely anecdotal. I'm just saying like there are no, things I, there are things that take my breath away now where I'm like, oh my God, I c- it's so ugly and so and it's just it's coming out and it's coming out of people and you're like, is it really them? Were they did they ever have this thought before this point in time or is it just the the point in time we're in and they feel like that's right. the answer? I, I think know. it's a little both, right? Uh, like yeah. there is a, definitely a, an emboldening. Like he was speaking to people who heard him and were like, "Yes, this." Right. Um but also there's an element I think of where like he he said, you know, he's talking about like, "Oh, he's saying the quiet part loud now." And that's true for a lot of the things of, like about the Republican Party, but it's also true of just sort of like a lot of American things. Like there was a period, I think, in the early years of Trump where like he would do or say something and there'd be this like big, like liberal outrage of like, this, oh, my God, I can't believe it did that. And uh, then it turns out it's like, well, that's just a thing that presidents have done. That's a thing. And th- th- he's saying it more rudely. He's being more brazen and unpleasant about it because he's an unpleasant person to half the country. But and, it's still stuff that like, well, we do that. Even now we're mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, oh. say, like, saying like immigrants don't come here. Like the, the the doors are closed. But we're saying it a little more politely this time. Oh, uh, You know, what's interesting about you saying like he would say something and then liberals would be like, <gasps> I mean, that I did just describe the reaction. Like I have those reactions, mm-hmm. which also means that he plays into just those like 
part of his power is just doing that. Is like, yeah, well, he is like, yeah, we yeah. give him oxygen. He's getting <laughs> right. a reaction, a positive reaction, no matter which way you slice it. Right. Cause he's, cause he's um, a narcissist and the best way to deal with them is just to gray rock. So don't give them any reactions. Yeah. Like let him but say what these terrible things, but exactly. just, <laughs> I right, mean, obviously though. Trump isn't president anymore So we're now dealing with new people Who are just going to ride Not this now. Well we'll see but you know <laughs> we'll see. I'm joking I hope Tell me if you guys disagree with this But I, I feel like all of America Has basically become Joe Rogan And what I mean by that is not the horrible ideas Of Joe Rogan But that in the way Joe Rogan had like he was kind of like a thoughtful guy who did research, who would post some things that were sort of on the edge of sanity, but like there was a germ of a good point. And then people started to push back on him. He starts trending all the time. And then he just gets, uh, suddenly is so fucking crazy. Yeah. The things he's posting just get worse and worse and worse. Like he's backed into a corner slightly. His worldview's challenged in a little way and he gets more and more extreme. And I feel like you had Trump who was so grotesque that the left for reasons I kind of understand, became more and more extreme. You guys might disagree with that, but from my perspective, we can- no, I don't. Oh, interesting. And then the result, uh, the result of the culture war, the res- is the right became way, way more extreme on yeah. the right. And so now we live in two. I mean, the horrible John Edwards ran for president, saying, you know, there were two Americas, and that meant one thing. Now there are going to be two Americas where, like, kids in like upper crust, you know, mostly white private schools literally are taught like this, the, you know, ridiculous version uh, that you see on the news of conservatives saying what liberals are teaching their kids. You know, white kids are bad. Black kids are all oppressed. Um, And then you have these, on the other hand, the reaction to that in Kentucky and Tennessee is going to be like slavery didn't even happen. Right. And it's the internet's fault and probably Russian you know, Russian trolls planting yeah. more information places to make people more and more upset. And so the way to fight this is to just get off the internet. No, no offense to anybody who makes their livelihood on the internet and stuff. <laughs> all of well, us. That's true. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, all of this, I want to move on to Omicron in a moment, but, but I, it's 9/11 too. <laughs> but, but you know, just circling around to all of this, gosh, what a great convo so far. You reminded me of when I was in, Arizona uh, in May for a while and I've talked about this on the show but like there was one woman that I met who's lovely and her um, son dating a person of color like lovely she she does not agree with me on anything and we were talking but I kept finding some common ground with her Um, and then I ran out of time when she brought up this she goes but critical race theory is where I draw the line that all sounds like nonsense and I there was no time for me to get into it with her, but it was it was so hard. But she doesn't know what critical race theory is. She thinks that it's stuff being shoved down the throats of our school age children and that we're giving people shame and all. But like there's so much to unpack, but they triggered something in her and she wouldn't identify as racist. And if you said that's racist or try to unpack it, it would just be pushing her to the other uh, oh, further away from you and you wouldn't be able to like meet her in the middle I don't know. I, I forget. But I mean, my if point. she doesn't even understand what it is, it means like, you know, I've got a lot of work to do and I don't have the time to do that for everybody. But yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I think these things are so complex and then we're then everybody has to have opinions about it. 
Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, right. Like, I think, I think like one of like reasonable reaction to her, if she's saying like, it's critical race theory, I don't even know what it is. Maybe you should look into it. Right. Like if you don't know what it is, but you're mad about it, that's something. To I believe consider. I believe what I said was, well, critical race theory is something that gets distorted and turn and everyone thinks it's something that it isn't. But maybe we'll have time to talk about that. Some like other, there's a know, reason she doesn't really know what it is. It's by design. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. an all encompassing term that's used by uh, people uh, for this exact reason. But, the but can I say. Is, oh, oh, sorry. Go on, Noah. Well, you're going to have a joke, but I was going to say I find <laughs> I would say, you know, it's like look into it. But I'll be very honest when I try to Google things these days I like I can't find him like I, I don't know even know what right. to read yeah. I, right. like even with even with um COVID sometimes I like I'm looking for specific information or data and the information's like maybe I should just have one trusted news source but I find myself getting very easily overwhelmed and I'm not sure even what to read and I'm a I feel like I'm a an intelligent person that knows how to synthesize stuff and I'm I'm easily overwhelmed and yeah. so is that really her fault or is it about how right. I don't we organize communication no, yeah. you know like exactly but that's what I mean is it's like I don't blame her and she you know her idea of a liberal is that everybody wants to take away all of her guns and which sure some of us yes I do, do that sorry but, <laughs> but we know that we're not going to like I know that I'm not mm. gonna take away her gun and she tends takes a lot of time to explain to me that you know since her husband died and she lives alone on the middle of the woods she would can't imagine living without a gun i think if you live in and the woods you're allowed to have a gun that's like that would be the rule conversation <laughs> right i'm like anyway, yeah if you're a lady in the wood if you live in the woods you can have a gun yeah, well just amend the second amendment like in the woods except for women in the woods gun um no lady in the woods lady in the lady in the woods yeah not because men in the woods is a <laughs> <laughs> Hello and good day, eager consumer. I am a host of a podcast and or video that would like to tell you about AG1 by Athletic Greens. It's all I can think about every day. It's my one true passion, telling you about the category-leading superfood product that contains 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food-sourced ingredients in just one tasty scoop. I love it more than anything, you guys. I love it more than my family. I used to have to eat a bunch of dumb pills every morning to get my daily vitamins, but that was before AG1 literally saved me. Now I drink a tall glass of AG1 to support energy and focus, aid with gut health and digestion, and support a healthy immune system. It works with any lifestyle you choose, like vegetarian or vegan or keto or paleo, and I love it. I, Katie Stoll, love AG1 by Athletic Greens. If it were a person... I'd devote my entire life to building a machine that would keep that person alive forever, even if they didn't want it. I'd do it anyway. I would do it for them. I would keep them alive until the sun mercifully exploded on their eternal prism of my love. And right now, Athletic Greens is going to give you an immune-supporting free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase if you visit athleticgreens.com slash more news today. That's athleticgreens.com slash more news to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. And then you will also love it like I love it. Goodbye, friends. Hello, Wombo. It's me, you. No, you're not Wombo. I'm Wombo. See how fun Wombo is? Wombo can be your friend, and maybe you can give Wombo your address 
so Wombo can send you his weekly newsletter. Wombo mails so many newsletters, and that's why Wombo uses stamps.com to mail a lot of letters because Wombo doesn't want to go to the post office because Wombo isn't allowed at the post office because Wombo licks things. But maybe you're like Wombo and don't want to wait at the post office and have a lot of news to mail, and so you should try stamps.com as well. And with my promo code, more news, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale, no long-term commitments or contracts. Not only does Wombo not have to go to the post office, but he gets exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in more news. That's stamps.com and then more news, spelled S-T-A-G-A. Letters. <sighs> Wombo can't spell, but Wombo loves stamps and licking stamps and licking other things. Gosh, I, I normally start the episode doing a little chit chat, getting to know you types of things. <laughs> but we've yeah. just been doing that. I did have this question that I think dovetails with what we're talking about now is your relationship to the news. Because, Noel, I, I hear what you're saying lately and I agree with you on it. I have about the news and being overwhelmed reading news sources. You're actually one of the first women before it was cool to care about news before people were paying attention to social media. Oh, it's justice. not cool. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I know you say. You know what I mean. I'm being difficult, but, I know. Well, you you were somebody that I was always really impressed by. Aww. You know, caring about stuff and talking about stuff that other people weren't. And Flint, you are of course very engaged with the news and I am curious how your relationship has changed over the past couple of years, especially in Noel, I, I guess you kind of touched on it already, but yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like I was political. I've, I mean, this is why Flint and I get along so well is that we're both yeah. cared about politics and we cared about what was going on. But I think, and I was always very vocal and Flint was always mm-hmm. very vocal, but for me, you know, I think, I guess it was when I was still on Facebook and I would always post stuff that I cared about. And it was before mm-hmm. everybody was political, it was before everything's politica- politicized, and then I think around Sandy Hook, yeah. I just was like, oh, this isn't like I'm not going to change anything by talking about it. And then I think also after Trayvon, the Trayvon Martin verdict happened, I was like, oh, like I'm not going to I can't do this by myself. And, and you and Cody were the only people I knew talking about Trayvon Martin. Yeah. And so for the and most I was, part back then. Yeah. And so and so and I I think but then the Sandy Hook one, like it's like, oh, little kids are getting murdered and we're, we can't even do anything now. And I just got I just got so overwhelmed. And also it was just so emotional. And um, I was crying all the time. I was emotionally unwell by all the things that I had no control over. And, you know, when Trump started running for president and it just started getting even more ugly, I was like, for my sanity, because I can't just be crying all the time. I can't look at the news. And so the mm-hmm. entire Trump presidency, I didn't look at the news. Flint would tell me about the news. He would tell me what was going on when it was important. I would hear things that were important. But for the most part, I just I just didn't look at it. I didn't look at things on Instagram either. And I would say that it was necessary for me to even be functioning. And mm-hmm. it's gotten a little bit better now that Biden's <laughs> president. So now I'm trying to dip my toe back in. But like I'm saying, I'm like, well, what do I even look at anymore? Like, I don't. Yeah. The sources are so fractured. Mm-hmm. And I'm so tired of hearing from so many people that I don't. Like, I, everybody is now an authority on something that <laughs> I'm confused about who our real authorities are. And maybe that is actually part of the problem of our present reality. Oh, yeah. 
that's going to tie in nicely to something coming up. <laughs> um, so that was it. What about you, Flynn? Yeah. What are, do you like politics? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm still a, a quote unquote mainstream media news junkie. Like I, I can't ever let go of my New York Times and Washington I feel like you Post. threatened once, but you're like, once Trump is gone, I'm not talking about the news anymore. And that didn't happen. I threatened myself <laughs> repeatedly, but I, I, <laughs> I was unsuccessful. Uh, in, in in scaring myself off of it. Because, yes, there is no... I mean, I, there were two things I always wanted from a young age. Like, I became interested in politics in high school. I, I, I think the first time I remember thinking about politics was in my very diverse but pretty conservative private high school, um, a teacher asking, do you support the death penalty? And every hand went up except for mine. And I never yeah. thought about the death penalty or talked to my parents about it or had, you know, sort of any political sophistication or education. But it just was instantly obvious to me that 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 would be a thing where someone who was innocent would be killed and thus it should not exist. Yeah. Um, and and so I became obsessed with politics ever since that day. Like I, I basically left my senior year of high school to intern in Congress in this weird program that they had. Um, and, and, and this is, you know, I eventually ended up leaving politics and dropping out of my doctorate. But the thing, the two things I wanted was everyone to read the news and everyone to be liberal. And now that I live in a time where everyone I know is liberal and everyone reads the news, it's fucking horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. Everyone's we're all, we're all insufferable. It turns out 80% of people who now read the news had no infrastructure to do so. No, nothing. They weren't building, piecing that together with any sort of historical knowledge. They don't know the right sources to look at. So everyone's brains have just gotten pickled and you kind of have to, you know, silence is violence. If you, you, you can't have no opinion, you can't not know about something that makes you the oppressor that makes you part of the problem so you have to know and you're only basically allowed to have one opinion where we live so uh it's not great wow some some <laughs> uh, some spicy things <laughs> here flinty <Yeah>. spicy <laughs> things <laughs> i just uh, want like everyone to have health care and for you know the government to protect people against corporations mm, and that's not but, gun but so <laughs> I, I do agree oh i'm no, so, ahead, so sorry to tell you this I, Flint, I, but <laughs> i was gonna say i do think like making i i i started realizing i have a similar thing to the flint thing which is like i all i ever wanted was for people to care and but I, then I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I want everybody to care anymore, only because it kind of it made me sort of realize like sort of a scary thought, which is like there there kind of do need to be lead, leaders in thought that thought synthesis. Like you need people that philosophically know how to parse things and have like does that make sense? Because sure. not everybody is completely equipped, like Flint says, to know the historical context or to know the bigger picture or, also, or has, has a sense real quick, of how, Nor should they, because they're specialized be, in this thing or exactly. that. They don't all have to be a constitutional scholar. Exactly. It's actually that it's exactly that, that why does everybody have to know everything when it shouldn't even be a normal person's job to have opinions about some of the most complex issues that in highly intelligent people even ha disagree about and or not just that intelligence is the only metric of what's correct but you follow what I'm trying to say so it's like so 
I do think we're, uh, I think sometimes it's better. I was actually nervous about coming on here because I was like, I'm, I stopped wanting to have opinions about things. I'm like, yeah. do I even know anything? I, I feel like I know less now. I mean, that's not true. I, I have, I know a lot, but what is my knowledge and how does it apply to somebody across the country? I don't think it does, which is why I would, I would much rather be more community oriented yeah. and I would much rather do things on an interpersonal level at a certain point, because I don't really know what's facing parents in in Florida or what's what, what, right. or what the mayoral race is like in New York city and how that's going to impact. That's not my business really. So why, right. why do we make everything our business? And I think I, I liked your point, Katie, about, you know, trusting experts with not the exact words you use, but the, I, I think about, I mean, since I'm making the point, we should have some sort of basic structure of knowledge before we're diving into debates and, you know, uh, fights about politics. But like when I was in graduate school, the last class I ever took was epidemiology um, because I was focusing on health policy in addition to political science. And that was the class that caused me to drop out. And part of why I I dropped out as I was like, oh, I'm too dumb to understand this. Like Mm -hmm. once you're in an epidemiology class with some of the brightest people in the world, um, you go, oh, you know what? I'm I'm really smart when it comes to X Mm -hmm. and Y. This ain't me. I'm yeah. not as fast as these people. And so yeah. then now yeah, they got we have, this. <laughs> yeah, we have a public health epidemic and it's like, I don't trust anybody. I'm doing my own research. I can Google, um, you know. The the other thing that I, I think is important to understand is like, I, I, I don't want to sit here and say that I don't think that people should be well informed and that people should not be engaged or care about what's happening or look for their information. Because what we have right now is a system where there's so much information and it's very hard to trust the leaders. So I don't also myself personally, just because I'm liberal and Joe Biden is president does not mean that I'm going to just accept his guidance or the thing that he has said as being the truth. So it's hard when you don't trust the people in charge, or the systems are clearly not working. People are not being taken care of. People are not having their basic needs met. And so what happens now is that we all have to, we all have to take control for ourselves. And a lot of us get it wrong because there's a lot of information. And a lot of us are coming from a really earnest and sincere place, but have been told something by a QAnon believer or, you know, like they think they're liberal, but really they kind of believe in conspiracy theories. And so it's very easy for shit to get muddy. But the the essential core I is that people are fucking fed up. Yeah. Well, like even I mean, even like even like this the simplest bit of information that we could have, which is like, where can I get these free rapid tests tests that the government said we're (laughs) going to get? Literally, the answer is Google it. Google it and find out where it is. And like that's you know, Google helps. But like if that's I have Google, we're being told like right, like if we're being told like by these sort of authority figures, like Google it, you'll find it out. Then at what point is Mm -hmm. like. Is it safe to literally like sort of go on autopilot and be like, well, mm-hmm. you got to trust the well, people? No, no, that's bad. That's that's actually that's no. That means we've decentralized our it, no. That 
so system no that's not a good thing that is we you actually need to communicate and it needs to be consistent and it needs to be easy to follow and there shouldn't be broken links and you shouldn't have like i tried to get a free a free kit i googled one it was a sort of thing where it was just so complicated and i gave up and i'm not even sure if it was a government kit i don't even know what was happening so that is a failure yeah no exactly um, that's like, the even, whole that's the whole point of why, having why, a government why? <laughs> why does let's ask why that's happening it's happening because of well i think it's just a fracturing of information it's like we're i guess I mean, I don't know. I, I who I don't know what kit I I like landed on. You should be able to go to whitehouse.gov and it should be like sure. click here for free kit. And you click or the there. Top and link in the White House Twitter profile. You know, exactly. Like it should be a really straightforward thing and you, you shouldn't have to enter like 100 pieces of information to get it. It should be extremely straightforward. What is the point of having all of this data and information on all of us? What is the point of having a social security number if you then have to go through like a million steps to get a thing that your government's saying it's for free? I I think these are impossible hurdles. And I'm a tech savvy person. I know how to code. I've directed a movie and I'm confused. So, yeah. and if I'm confused, your moms are confused and your grandparents are even more confused mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be like this. Or you have people on the ground doing it at a city level, knocking on the door, you send it to the city, they mail it to everybody who's a registered voter or not, or I don't know, you just, you somebody has to invent a way to make it work and then you do it and somebody has to be in charge of that. That's like- It's, it's designed in a in a- in a two-party system, though, it where where everything is political and everything is a fight, it is designed to fail. So the that's what. So that was is, you were setting us up to say this. <laughs> yes, you, I mean, in, it was in, a rhetorical in, question. And in general, in a federalist system, all these states they don't want to share information with the federal government. They're, they're I see what you're saying. So then it needs to just be. It should just be like, okay, we're going to send it to the states then. It's also, and it's all on the state at this point. But some states don't don't want you to get tested. They don't want their numbers to go up. Well, then then uh, then we need to just break this all up and have little countries. And so um, I New Europe. I want to pivot us slightly because we're in the world of what I want to talk about, and that's Omicron. Uh-huh. Um, you guys, oh, Omicron hit. We were in holiday mode, and so we haven't even talked about it much here. Wait, who's but been bit? Spreading. Who got bit? Who got bit by the bug? Who's been bit? I haven't been bit yet that I know of. Um, <laughs> I have not, not that I, I know of. Not that I know of. We'll see. Um, yeah, U.S. is now averaging well over a half a million cases per day. I believe it was yesterday that we had one million what? new cases reported. See, I, I googled um, this. I couldn't find the number. I gave <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. You know, it, it's less severe. It's true than previous strains, but uh, hospitals are still being overwhelmed with sick patients, primarily if not exclusively, people that are not vaccinated. And it sucks right now. It sucks out there. How are you guys feeling? How are you feeling with Omicron? Has it affected your day-to-day life? I don't have children. Yeah. I can do a lot of my stuff from home. I'm in a very... No, I feel like, if anything, it, it's isolated. I like being alone. <laughs> I will. So you're not changing your behavior very significantly? Oh, well, not really. I mean, I'm, I think most people that I see in L.A. are very conscientious. Like, everybody wears masks yeah. everywhere. I, I We got I breakfast recently, and I loved that we all had a conversation of, like, is this safe in here? We feel comfortable. Yeah, you know, yeah. I like that. 
Yeah, but even then it was it was because it was there was nobody in LA and it was right. And one of the people I, with us had already had already had yeah. it, and we were just like, "Well, you're going to be fine, and but we're okay." Yeah, we were the masks. K K N ninety five. Yeah, ninety five. I like to hear. There are people that are just crushed by this, so I don't think my anecdotal like not very inconvenienced in life really matters right because it's curious oh I see what you're saying yeah yeah I guess I just because I work from home and I do I do a lot of stuff from bless you Cody oh my god thank you so much I heard that sneezing is one of the Omicron it is symptoms do do you got a tickle in your throat but Uh, you know what it's also a symptom of allergies and (laughs) pet dander and so many things nah sneezing was invented last year when, when coronavirus started. I'll just Google so, what to do. I guess <laughs> I guess the, the thrust of this line of questioning is basically it feels I felt some sort of a reprieve in terms of disagreeing with people or like tensions, um, the morality, the projecting of what should and should not be done, all of that. And right now it feels tense again of people being there's basically two different camps of we need to do our best or everyone's going to get it. <laughs> I mean, I've been I don't like thinking like that, but it feels like everybody's going to get this. Like everybody's getting it. So is that is that Everybody too is dangerous? To, it. Is it too dangerous just to be like, like, I know it's been two years at this point, We, but it's OK to be like, OK, maybe everybody's going to get it. Is that what we're afraid of saying? Like, we don't want to admit some level of defeat with it. Let's just, like, grow up. We're all going to get it. I think what's hard, because I straddle this line of, I fully expect to get it sooner or later. And I'm not terrified of it, but I don't want it, right? I don't I don't want a bad version of it. Because there's people, there are people who are triple vaxxed, you know, double vax boosted, who are getting it. And while the m- vast, vast, vast majority of cases aren't severe, a lot of people are having really bad illnesses and we don't even know about long COVID. Um, you know, friends of ours, really bad flu. Another friend of mine hasn't been able to eat for two weeks because it all tastes rancid. Um, I tweeted about this and of like a thousand likes or whatever, all these responses. I think there were like 10 people that are double vaxxed and boosted who are saying like, I cannot believe how sick I am. Oh, um, no. A couple people saying I'm waiting for a respirator um, oh. or like respiratory clinic. I, so like and I like a triple vax rating. So wh- I, I again, well, this is anecdotal. This is but there's anecdotal. also there's also a Delta crom or something like exactly. There, there's like a mutant. Some people are saying that you can get both. I don't know. I saw well, and I did read this somewhere that seemed legit. Right. So it's just it's just about um <laughs> You know, for me, it's about doing my very best to be responsible while also acknowledging that I'm going to go about my life uh, in the ways that continue to make sense. But it it just, I don't know. I I saw two things on Instagram stories from friends this morning that I thought were illustrative. Uh, Two, uh, both have kids under five years old who can't get vaccinated um, Cody's definitely got it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's sneezing over there. <laughs> got a few sniffles going on. Um, both, um, and, and based on this, you know, N equals one, it seems like it's not that bad. We should just let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> he seems um, fine. Uh, so, Went for a run earlier. Feel, feeling good. <laughs> exactly. Two, two friends with kids under five who can't get vaxxed. Uh, both very liberal. 
One of them is so terrified of her child who has no health issues getting it that she is concerned about anyone doing anything that could come back and connect to her family and potentially give her child COVID. Though COVID- Is this the person that didn't invite me to New Year's Eve? It, it is a different person. I'm just kidding. We can circle back to that. <laughs> but I like where we're going. <laughs> I believe that was because she had gotten these really expensive test kits that were $70 a pop. And she was like, I don't know this person. I'm not spending $70. It's, I'm so joking. I was I had a very happy solo New Year's Eve. Beautiful. Well, we missed you. Um, but so the one parent is absolutely petrified of getting it. And there's and she is very bright, but there is no data supporting that. There is it, it, driving her kid to school would have been as dangerous as her kid getting COVID. On the other hand, I have a, a friend who's a parent whose school just keeps getting canceled for a week. There's one case, one kid, mm-hmm. one four year old gets it and they cancel school for two more weeks. And it's hell. It's hell for the parents. The kids are falling way behind. There's going to be severe societal consequences. And it's essentially an impossible problem to solve when you have two smart people who want exactly diametrically opposed things for their (laughs) child and will fight at their school board with their rep Mm -hmm. for those two different points of view. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you square that. Sounds unsolvable. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) Because that's because that's also like two people like who ostensibly are like on this the same side, the same team-ish, in the same worldview, in the same sort of reality. And that's but then there's all these other people who have a completely (laughs) different reality. Uh so yeah. Unsolvable. Did you guys see Nate Silver's contribution to the school dialogue? (laughs) I I missed it, but I thought is it going to be bad because he is? It is. Oh, great. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It was saying that school closures are so traumatic, are worse than like. Oh, <laughs> you're Wait a laughing. Minute. What was it actually? It's a wor- like worse policy than, decision. Than worse than Iraq. Iraq. Yeah. What did he the say? Iraq War. It's worse oh. for children. It's comparable to the Iraq War. The effect there was like on a children. Policy decision. Yeah. It's like is, it's like so and like I like in I'm what sense be, like 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 it was painful for me to be as a, yeah. a child while we were in the Iraq war. I would say that was really like, traumatizing. I think like, I think Are we like talking this, about the, the like societal veterans? consequences, the consequence, the ultimate consequences of it? Oh, uh, like I for think veterans is what he's or uh, like he's just people, just like society in general, right? Well, he, I mean, he, he didn't. Spend no, God, no. <laughs> He didn't specify. He just said something ridiculous and then didn't. He wasn't yeah. specific. Yeah. The problem wow, is, just like first every- of all, <laughs> yeah, every single thing he says. But like he's, he's so like, obviously, there's like definitely like racism and xenophobia going on there because he's not considering like what like the Iraqi people or like Iraqi children and how. That <laughs> oh, right. I them. forgot. Well, um, yeah. Yes. But also like he's just trying to say it's an extreme problem he's not a good communicator and maybe i mean maybe because twitter Um, is not an effective way to no he communicate he he, is no offense to you guys i I think that's the problem (laughs) twitter is bad for sure he's bad at it he's very bad well he he made his bread and butter at it too right like no i mean he's a brilliant statistician he is and he he came he started with a very reasonable good point which is there's no public policy position uh there's no public policy that should not start with a cost benefit analysis. And if you look at the closing of the schools for the amount of time we have, it is very clear that the cost outweighed the benefit. 
Um, however, he could have tweeted the, that. <laughs> he should mm, not. <laughs> that was where you stop. The Iraq War was obviously like, but then it becomes a fight for a day about his completely disgraceful point about the Iraq War, which is like it. It doesn't even matter. Who cares? So Nate Silver said some dumb shit about. I'm, the Iraq I'm sure. War. I'm sure if we were more popular, you know, like if we were. Nate Silver, I'm sure anybody could take any one thing that we said and out of context here and then make it into a thing today. So um, I'm sorry, Nate Silver. No, don't do it. No. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Oh, I don't know, you guys. I just don't. I just don't want anybody to fight anymore. Oh, when it I know. comes I'm to so the. It's not going to happen, though. tell you this. But. When it comes I know, to but schools, it's not. I just want to love and eat dirt. <laughs> when it comes to schools, there is one point. I have to make my my wife is a public school teacher and she'll be mad at me if I do not make this point. Uh, yes. When schools are like schools being closed is bad for kids. Like I'll agree there. But it's like we we've set up this false thing where we can either close the schools, which is really bad for teachers or keep them all open and everyone gets sick and fuck teachers. Right. We, we don't care if they get sick or whatever. And I think what we're upset about is that we don't have adequate child care systems set up in yes. this country because every parent has to work everyone has to work and so when schools shut down there's no system in place for like we don't we don't have anything available right. school is child care right yeah. so school is child care yeah. and that's how we've set it up in our society but because everyone needs to keep working like everything else can shut down but we everyone needs to be at their computers working there eight to ten hours a day we can't do this and so that's the messaging that get, gets lost so of course i agree that it's really bad when schools are shut down for a long period of time i don't think it should be off the table to shut them down for the next two weeks while every right. cases are, are breaking records down. especially because while schools can be open safely they they can be open safely but school districts are not doing all the things that would be necessary to make them safe the ventilation that we've all been promised is not happening kids don't wear mm. their masks like there's going to be a ton of cases. Those are such good points, but we already sunk so much into the bad decisions that the reasonable yeah. decision, which is <laughs> yeah. at the height, uh, at the peak of these things, you shut it down for two weeks. That makes sense. Vaccine mandates for teachers, which I think should be, you know, in every school district in the country. Um, there's no, I think basically for any activity in public life, then you could relax a lot of other restrictions. But I mean, did you guys see the Chris Hayes had a tweet yesterday? I don't know how you feel about Chris Hayes, but saying like, what did you see how much money we allocated to schools for COVID safety? Where did that money go? And then right. some people started posting breakdowns. And it, it is not the things that solve COVID. Right. For the I, most believe, part. I believe that. What were some like, of the um, things? Did you... Oh, I mean, scrubbing down is the most popular. Anything anything you can hire thousands of people to constantly disinfect surfaces, that is But we know that's not a it's such a waste of time. I've known for like so long that that's not Kids are just so germy. They're just immediately putting their trash hands all over those surfaces. I, no offense but to kids, like, they have trash in, hands. The air needs to be clean. And the, yeah, the, the school regulations are still like, like well, you're only a close contact if you were system. within this many feet of the student who tested positive. But it's like they're yeah. all sitting in the unventilated room. We've known that so, that's how they're going to get it for two years. Also, going on? six feet apart is kind of bullshit. Um, yeah, I, well, I think that's we're running of, at a, uh, just to sort of circle back. Like, I think uh, that this is sort of related to. The question, Katie, that you were asking about sort of like the camps of like, do do everything we can. And is everyone just going to get it? 
we've had this for two years Mm -hmm. and we failed every step of the way. So like the, I I think for a lot of people, the idea of like, oh, we'll do, we'll do everything we can. It's just like, will we? We're not doing, we didn't do that. The things we needed to do needed to happen fucking like March in 2020. Yeah. Um, And And it's so frustrating that the personal, the personal, the onus gets put on the individual of like, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. You Google this. You do this. Sure, yes. Okay, I want to do my part, but the fuck is happening, you clowns? Um, We are running out of time here. Um, A few things. I just want to throw out there about Omicron COVID in general, a few things, Um, a a couple things. So this is interesting. Jonathan, you included this and I was wanting to look this up, but rapid tests are probably better than PCR tests at determining if someone is infectious. So um, yeah, I guess people can test positive on a PCR for a long time after an infection, whereas the rapid tests, um, are less sensitive and it's you really get a, a, a read if you have enough of the viral load so that's an that's interesting, interesting thing. because they're so bad um, that they're good for this thing for this <laughs> kind thing of, like, to yeah. know if you're actually could infect if somebody. you're contagious yeah. yeah you know so at least you know that i'm not like probably spreading a bunch of virus particles right now mm. um that's i heard over the break from a nurse cody and flint and jonathan um <laughs> your beards uh, Make the masks fit better. They don't work as well. Just so you know. I wow, you I guys know that there, before. You, three beards, yeah. Okay, That's mom. Why. That's why I have it, clearly. <laughs> and I'm, I but I'm often a beard, so... <laughs> God. I feel like that was an attack on me, but <laughs> that's for How a different many times, Did you um, text that to Katie just to tee you up for the joke? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> one thing that I've learned that's interesting that might make people feel good, maybe. So <laughs> if you have had Delta. You don't have very good protection against Omicron. But if you have had Omicron, you are very well protected, protected, protected mm-hmm. against um, the others. So mm-hmm. most Sorry of us, all you so Delta that's, heads. that is how o- Omicron is going to overtake the other strains and become the dominant one here. And it is um, a different disease than the others. Um, Noel. Yeah. Talk to me about this thing you just sent. So, so Flint texted this to me because I've been complaining. So when I got my my two Moderna shots, my my menstrual cycle, because I'm a woman uh, and I identify as such, is uh, messed up. It got really messed up and it was extremely painful. And my um, and it lasted for months where I I basically had to go to a gynecologist and he's like, you have ovarian cysts. Right. And I never had had this before. This was like a totally new thing. And I had to go on a very specific diet to like a very anti-inflammatory, which I think makes sense. Like, you know, but and I was convinced it was the vaccine. But of course, there's not data on that. And it feels very anecdotal. But what I was seeing on the Internet was like a lot of women being like my cycle was really messed up after the vaccine. And if you try to write something like this, men or, you know, mostly men are like, that's that doesn't seem to be. Right. <laughs> Nick, can you cut this for time? 
<laughs> Are you serious? Oh my god! I was just making a joke about about men about censoring men. women's. Wowie. Okay, so actually, can we, take, can we take it back I'm so little... I can talk about this instead. <laughs> <laughs> wow! I know you guys are joking, no. but it makes me very emotional. No, 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 um, no, no I'm just kidding. So, so, uh, so. I got better like very recently and I had been avoiding getting my booster because I didn't want it to happen again. And and I'm like, I don't want to be paranoid. I don't want to be anti-vax, but I did feel this. I know that it was true. Like for me, it feels true. But of course, you sound crazy. But I so I ended up having to get the booster because of Omicron and it started again and it's been so bad. And so Flint just texted me an article where it was like anecdotally, but through the study, they're showing that it has impacted women's cycles. And of course, the study is saying that it's not exactly as significant, like over a cross section of people. It's not very significant, but it is technically significant enough for them to be reporting on it. And a lot of people anecdotally are having very similar reactions to me. Like, yeah, so. So I I this isn't the first I've heard of this. I have a, a female text group thread and um, a lot of people, a lot, a high percentage of women in that. There's like 10 of us um, have had weird things happen to their menstrual cycle afterwards. I myself had a very disrupted cycle. However, I also got out of an extremely toxic uh, relationship and my aunt died and there was a lot of stuff going on. So that could have also affected my um, cycle so I wasn't quite sure but it's interesting for me that you're bringing this up and um, it, I mean, it reminds me of when they were talking about teens and myocarditis after after getting the vaccine and it's like it, and everyone attacks that and I am as pro-vax as they come but it's like everything does have adverse outcomes for some percentage of people and in the study it's like right the cost the, the benefit of these things so wildly outweighs the cost but it's also a really sort of dark side of things because we're so divided that we do tend to attack people who fall into the category who do have adverse outcomes from these things that are societal goods. Yeah, then I also keep quiet about it because I don't want to add I don't want to add fuel to the fire and I don't want to come off as sounding crazy, but I'm also like, "Ugh, I know that this is really happening." And I do from my intuition, it feels like it's an inflammatory response. Like, and you know, who's who's to say I wouldn't have had these same symptoms if I had actually gotten COVID, right? Like my body could be attacking itself. Um, so because when I got on this diet, or what the trade off of these symptoms would right, be. Right, right. And when I got on a like an anti-inflammatory, like strict diet, my symptoms went away. So I'm gonna just do it again. But it's it's something I've never experienced before and it's extremely painful. And I know that they talk about in these vaccine case studies, they don't because they don't look at these sorts of symptoms because they're often like a couple weeks out or they don't really believe mm-hmm. it. Or And, you know, when I went to the gynecologist, I tried to talk to him about this and he was, just, I was like, I've gained all this weight. And and he was like, COVID, it's COVID, but he meant more like everyone's gained weight. And I'm like, no, 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 I think there's something mm-hmm. wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, you have ovarian cysts. And I'm like, so what is that? And he didn't even tell me. I had to Google it and it's literally all of my <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> and then, and so it's like, but I tried to talk to a healthcare professional about it who basically was like, yeah, that shit just happens because you're a, you're a woman. <laughs> You're a, and I'm just like yeah. right, and it's very scary. Routinely, if so many that's not a new topic, but yeah, of people not doctors not believing women when it's they're like, coming and talking about their bodies. It was like we're it in tune like, with it. We know when something's yeah. wrong. We know when something's I, wrong, and it just felt like I was in a movie. I was like, you're saying everything. If I could, if I wrote this, it would feel exaggerated. 
like mm-hmm. how you're dismissing me right now. But okay, I'll just I'm gonna. And this is why people probably Google how to cure themselves of everything because our dog. You know what I'm trying to say? Like that's yeah, why definitely. I got the horse, horse tranquilizer. No, I'm just kidding. But <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, in Vervec in Vectorman, whatever brought my period back. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, that is such a good advertisement. I'll let them, I should tweet at them. We should invent uh, in Vectorman and have it be the cure for everything. Yeah. It's the off-brand ivermectin. It gets <laughs> well, my, I, the, my brother, who I think, you know, Katie and Cody have met and Noel knows well as a doctor, and he would, and he has the worst bedside manner of anyone I've ever met. He would, <laughs> Sorry. That was- he would, um, but he's a good doctor. Sure. Go to him. He's a good doctor. But, um, but he would say, uh, patients have become so wildly insane they don't listen. They don't follow the advice the doctor gives. They've all Googled what their symptoms are in advance and tell the doctor what they have with no evidence. So now doctors have dealt with so much crazy that they just assume everyone's fucking crazy. And they are short with everyone, which is obviously a, a bad situation. Or for perhaps all doctors were always like, you know, authorities and people didn't. I don't know how else to describe this, but, you know. How do we how do you say that? I'm sure that's true, but it's also true that doctors have never listened to me ever. Yes, like, you know, like a, <laughs> since yeah, I was a child, I was a doctor. And so I just don't yeah. feel and I feel like women are not listened to or like minorities aren't listened to. It's, and and there's this I'm the authority and doctors should be an authority. Right. They have a lot of schooling that should be a sort of thing. But what is this? What is this? I'm the I'm. I know better than what you are actually experiencing in your body. What if it was a little bit more of a collaborative? Anyway. Well, in for-profit medicine, they don't have time to collaborate true, with but, you. Right. And but then they would suggest, the next they would suggest if, it was, uh, if it was state-run medicine, they would say the same thing. And it just, I think we have to have a shift in yeah. the way that we all deal with each no other. No more doctors. <laughs> no more doctors. No just more go- doctors. Just Google it. <laughs> Um, Wild West. No, thank you for bringing that up. I think that that's an interesting point of conversation. And I bet a percentage of our listeners with a menstrual cycle will relate to that. Yeah. You're not alone. You're not alone. And (laughs) on that note, I think it's time to wrap things up. But I could talk with you for forever. But that's why we're friends. Um, Tell (laughs) our (laughs) listeners where we can find you online, plug projects you have coming up, whatever you got. I know you've got a lot. Don't look for me. <laughs> listen Perfect to your response. album. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullshit. <laughs> Go listen to Noelle's album. It's amazing. It's great. She's but, so you talented. Know, I don't know. You know, being in the public, I, I don't know. This is scary. Just. I know. I but yeah, I mean, I mean, music and Flint and I work together, and we do. Hopefully, we have some cool stuff happening. Flint, yeah, you have anything? Yeah. Noel, what's one so- one song of yours that you want people to listen to? Yeah, to that's one great. Song. Good, good. That's great. What, Flint? Do you have a pitch, or do you? Oh, well, I've I've did a cover of "Lovely Day," the Bill Withers song. That's that, really good. That people really seem that's to really like. Good. And yeah. I really like uh, playing playing for keeps. Oh yeah, and then playing I have a song. It's good. the first song off of my first album. It's called "Played for Keeps." So I also like it's so nice. I get that stuck in my head a lot. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's nice. (laughs) I'll be like in a pleasant mood and enjoying the day or something. And I'll have I'll hear your little voice. I'm not going to try to sing it because I can't (laughs) sing. But I I hear the chorus. 
and it gives me a little pep. That's the whole. You know what's great is I don't really like the personal attention on me about the things that I made, but you saying that about you liking a song (laughs) and it popping like I'm I could cry. So actually, I've heard somebody do it right. Yeah, it is. It truly is. I'm not yeah. being an asshole. It's yeah, like really yeah. the only reason why I'm doing mm-hmm. it. I've heard some of Noelle's new songs that she hasn't recorded oh, yet. Oh, yeah. And I would say those are going to really blow people away. Yeah. So if there are I any- was treated to one in her living room. Um, yeah. It's great. So if there are any um, not shady music people out there <laughs> yeah. to the industry who want to help me navigate it, it would be really awesome. <laughs> yeah, reach out. But yeah. you, you can't be shady no, no shady. shady. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have to like. You have to like. We don't you know. want no scrubs. Yeah, yeah sunny no and bright. I, I I only have a trash Twitter where I follow thirty journalists and Katie. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's that's it's actually true. Um, I'm not going to share your your Twitter handle, but you're no, Instagram. You share a it. lot. I put a lot of stuff about it. So yes, my name is Flint Waynes. That last name is terrible. That's my Instagram. No, it's not. <laughs> but but he's an interesting follow. I I am now a screenwriter and uh you know i have a couple movies in development but they're not greenlit yet so you know i can't tell you to go to the theater and see them because no not yet that's not the case but they will also omicron but (laughs) (laughs) okay guys that does it for us this week thank you again for joining us this was so much fun um oh hey Everyone, real what? quick, Ooh. little reminder. What? We love you very much. Much. 